Welcome to It's In My Queue, the podcast where we talk about TV pilots. I'm Kara. And I'm Adina. And today we're talking about the Emmy nominations. I just uh, got so psyched out because I like forgot we were doing the intro because it's a different episode. And I was like, do I remember my line? And then I remembered it's just I'm Adina. <laughs> it's very hard to remember, you guys. Yeah, oh my gosh, we have to like memorize lines for this. Wow, who knew? We have a script. Um, yeah. We do have a script. Um, but anyway, so today we're recording this on the 14th. And uh, yesterday, July 13th, the Emmy nominations came out for the 73rd annual. Um, it is a exciting time for television. We are here to it's talk exciting, about- but it's also interesting because like- yeah. Obviously, it's a very, we're in a golden age of television still, blah, blah, blah. But like this year is interesting because a lot of show. this is where we're seeing kind of the COVID delays yeah. um, kick in from the Emmys because there's a lot of shows that are still quote unquote currently airing that are normally big contenders that are not eligible this year because they weren't able to release a new season mm-hmm. since last year's Emmys. So it just kind of changes the scope, which is a little bit exciting. It's allowing some shows to be contenders when they normally would get overshadowed. Yeah, I was conflating the Golden Globes and the Emmys in my head um, because pandemic time has been so weird. Um, But I do remember the Emmys specifically because that last year, because that's when I was watching Succession. That was when I was finishing season two of Succession, like that same night. Last year was the first time I really got like tuned into the Emmys. And I actually did. I made an effort to try and watch as many nominated shows as I could. However, there was a shit ton of shows I hadn't seen yet so I was not able to watch all of them but I did watch a bunch and now like in the year since I've watched more I've still not seen everything that's nominated but I will make an effort to try and watch some more of them before the actual ceremony if I can same like to be informed and having opinions yeah Um, I feel like last year you guys don't know this because we didn't release (laughs) it but last year we actually did record ourselves reacting to the Emmy nominations and it was just really long and really rambly because we hadn't seen most of the shows and we also weren't really experienced at doing the podcast yet. So nobody ever heard that. That's yeah. in our secret vault somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year, I feel like we're going to be slightly more articulate. Yes, I even like wrote down info this time. Like, oh, wow. Uh, so that I would remember what to say since I was like kind of taking the lead on this. I'm not prepared at all because I was working all day. It's 8 p.m. and I've been working since 8 a.m. And I'm also a little sick, I think. So my, I have no information and I'm just going to be very blunt in my opinions probably. That's fair. That's valid and fair. Um, So yeah, we are obviously, if we did all of the categories, we'd be here all night. So I've broken it up a little bit. I've split it up between drama, comedy, and limited series. So we'll talk about those as well. And then also do uh, what was nominated for writing, since we are technically a writing podcast. I just realized I haven't even seen the writing awards yet, because I looked up a random article that didn't have them. Yeah, I had to go to the, I always have to go to the Emmys website. They never put those on the, like, other things. I feel like I am always woefully behind on television, so I feel like when awards shows start happening, that's my, like, check-in for, like, have I seen this? Have I seen this? Um, So that's, I made myself a little list after the nominations came out for what I can probably get to before, before September 19th. So yeah, um, let's get started. I feel like, let's start with drama, because I feel like we always have more to say about comedy section anyway. Okay. 
so drama will go faster. First up in that sense is Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series, um, and the nominees are Reggae Jean Page for Bridgerton, Sterling K. Brown for This Is Us, Billy Porter for Pose, Jonathan Majors for Lovecraft Country, Matthew Reese for Perry Mason, and Josh O'Connor for The Crown. I my first reaction to this category was like, oh my God, four black men yeah. in this category. But then I was like, oh, but Josh O'Connor's in it, so he's going to win. That yeah. was my those were my exact thoughts. Um <laughs> I haven't seen any of these shows other than one episode of Bridgerton. <laughs> yeah. So I have very little to offer on this category. I am behind on This Is Us. I'm a season behind on This Is Us, but Sterling K. Brown is always in his bag on This Is Us. So um, I have no doubt he was doing great work this past season. Yeah. Um, I've seen two episodes of Lovecraft Country. Um, it's really good. And I think Jonathan Majors was also doing really good work on that. Um, mm-hmm. That's one that I will be watching and catching up on before September 19th. Yes. Have you ever, what is Perry Mason it's about? It's about lawyers, I think. Is it? I have I no think clue. It's, I think it might be a revival of an older show because I feel like I remember hearing of Perry Mason as like an older show. Hmm. I think Tatiana Maslany might be on it. I feel like that sounds familiar. I think she got nominated um, for something last year. Yeah, I don't know. I will say the other thing, the only thing I can say really not having seen most of these shows, although they are all on my list that I want to watch them, except The Crown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just a little bit nice that, you know, it's nice that this category was opened up and it's not just a race between the two dudes from Succession, you know? Yes. It's that, nice that good. someone else can get an award this year, even yeah. if it's going to end up being the one other white guy. Yeah. Um, Josh O'Connor is really great at making you hate him as Prince Charles. So good for him, I guess. He was great at it. I, like, was so angry by the time the cool. season was over. Um, let's move on. So... Okay. Now we've got Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series. So we have Emma Corrin for The Crown, Olivia Coleman for The Crown, Uzo Aduba for In Treatment, Elizabeth Moss for The Handmaid's Tale, Journey Smollett for Lovecraft Country, and MJ Rodriguez for Pose. Fun fact, uh, MJ Rodriguez is the first transgender performer to be nominated for acting. So this is a very exciting little yes. history moment. Um, cool. Yeah. But then again, this is a, a section with two people from The Crown in it. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and The Crown has kind of just been sweeping the awards. Yeah. Emma so, Corrin won the Golden Globe, right? She did. Yeah. And Josh O'Connor also won the Golden Globe, which is why I'm not really like, I'm kind of just like setting those categories aside. Yeah, I will say again, I have not seen most of these. The only one that I've seen here is The Handmaid's Tale. And I do have to say, Elizabeth Moss, I know she's already got an Emmy for The Handmaid's Tale. She got one for season one. So I'm not saying she needs one, but like she really did really well in season four. Like Mm. she was like scary, sympathetic, cuckoo off the wall. And I only realized as I was watching season four that she got snubbed last year. Season three of Handmaid's Tale was eligible last year and it got nominated for drama series, but Elizabeth Moss did, did not make hmm. the nominations for lead actress in a drama. That was a super crowded category last year. I would personally have put her in over either of the two leads of Killing Eve, personally, um, <laughs> over both of them, just based on the quality of those seasons. But that was last year. This is now. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I haven't seen any of the others, so I can't 
speak to them exactly but I mean these are some some big names some talented people yeah stacked category um I feel like all of the categories this year felt pretty stacked yeah like with like there wasn't as I feel like there wasn't as much tv that got made this year but most of what did come out was like just really packed with stars because that's what yeah that's what the studios are prioritizing right now is like Mm -hmm. what can we make that is really packed with star power and people will watch yes Alrighty, um, so now we're moving on to Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Drama Series. We've got Michael K. Williams for Lovecraft Country, Bradley Whitford for The Handmaid's Tale, Max Minghella for The Handmaid's Tale, O.T. Fagbenley for The Handmaid's Tale, um, John Lithgow for Perry Mason, Tobias Menzies for The Crown, Giancarlo Esposito for The Mandalorian, and Chris Sullivan for This Is Us. Again, I've not seen any of these besides The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Those three guys are all pretty good. And sidebar that I know Kara will enjoy, Max Minghella, he's a very serious, serious role in The Handmaid's Tale, but every time I see him, I still cannot not think of him as Danny's gay brother. Oh my God, yeah. So when I see his name, I'm like, oh yeah, Danny's little brother. (laughs) Yeah, it was so freaking hilarious to me when he first showed up. And I don't really care for his character on The Handmaid's Tale. I'm going to be honest. I find him boring and a little bit annoying. Although I liked his role in the season finale. Um, if I was going to pick one of the dudes from The Handmaid's Tale, I probably would pick Bradley Whitford. I mean, they're all good. Um, I haven't seen the other shows, I know. But Giancarlo Esposito, he's from Breaking Bad, right? He is, yes. Yeah. I mean, he's fantastic on that. So I'm sure he's great on The Mandalorian as well. Yeah. Tobias Menzies is kind of... I feel. Um, since the crown does the thing where each um every two seasons they switch out the cast and age them up um tobias menzies plays prince philip um but his predecessor was matt smith who just did it so well that i feel like i never got used to tobias menzies as prince philip the way that i did with all the other characters like all of those other transitions felt more seamless than his so i i've always been kind of iffy on his performance but you know he's still good this one could be not the crown (laughs) yeah no I don't think this one will go to the crown I think it'll go to a handmaid's tale person um so yeah I I don't know I I feel I feel like it could be I feel like honestly it's anyone's game I have again I haven't seen Perry Mason but I know John Lithgow is like very Mm. decorated actor so I feel like he could scoop it yeah I feel like supporting it's always more surprising than the Mm -hmm. lead especially are they, did they just start doing this recently where they do eight people in this category yeah, rather I think than last six? year was the first year that they did eight okay because I was about to say this is a lot of people but I mean yeah. I guess that's fair there are always more supporting I mean, roles it's always than... like why not why not spread the love with the nominations because only one person's gonna win yeah that's true um now we're moving on to outstanding supporting actress this category is very heavy on two shows um yeah <laughs> we've got Gillian Anderson for the crown Helena Bonham Carter for The Crown, Emerald Fennell for The Crown, Anne Dowd for The Handmaid's Tale, Yvonne Strahovski for The Handmaid's Tale, Samira Wiley for The Handmaid's Tale, Madeline Brewer for The Handmaid's Tale, and on, oh, I forgot to look this one up, Anjanu Ellis for Lovecraft Country. Anjanu, I thought it was going to be simpler when I looked at it and it wasn't. It's hard to want to pick here. They're all so fucking good in this category. <laughs> They're all so fucking good. I don't even if I know if I could pick between the Handmaid's Tale ladies who I would give it to. Um, yeah, they're all really good. I don't know who I would give it to out of them. I have not seen The Crown, but I love Jillian Anderson. And 
Um, I just have to shout out my girl Emerald Fennell <laughs> because I've not watched The Crown. I've never seen her actually act, but I am a big fan of her writing. And I know she's not going to win this category. She, like, I'm frankly surprised she's nominated because I didn't hear any buzz about her. But I'm still, te- I'm going to root for her because I want her <laughs> to get half of her EGOT in this year. She did get an Emmy nomination previously for writing for Killing Eve, um, but she didn't win. Um, and she got an Oscar earlier this year for Promising Young Woman. So if she if she somehow got an Emmy, she would be halfway there. I love it. Yeah, she's good. She's really good on The Crown um, as Camilla. Another one where it's like, ooh, you hate her. Um, but <laughs> I that's can, the point. I can imagine. I haven't, like I said, I haven't seen her act before. But like, I can imagine she would be really good at playing the person you love to. I mean, she loves to write things that make a lot of people really angry. So... Yeah, I, I can see that. So yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to Lovecraft Country is probably next on my list too. Yeah, I need watch. to watch it. I really do want to watch it, but also like horror is just not a genre I'm naturally very into, and I want to watch it because I've heard such good things. But it's hard for me to get myself psyched up to watch horror. Yeah, it's that's t- that's tough. I feel the same way. But um, I feel like I would watch it with people. Maybe once we move in together, unless you want to watch it sooner, which is okay. I'm gonna watch it sooner, but I would watch yeah. it again. But yeah, so uh, now we are on to the big category. It's Outstanding Drama Series. um, And the nominees are The Boys, Bridgerton, The Crown, The Mandalorian, Lovecraft Country, Pose, The Handmaid's Tale, and This Is Us. Um, Do you feel like owns this? Do you think it's just going to be The Crown? um, I don't know. I feel like... I'm not sure. I, 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 I feel like because the crown kind of has been sweeping things, I wouldn't be at all surprised if it were the crown. And it's gotten um, best drama before, hasn't it? Like a couple years ago. I think so. Before um, succession. Yeah, it was before succession. I, I feel like I when it when it comes to wins in categories, I'm like never really shocked about the winner. I'm yeah. usually more shocked about the people that get nominated. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I feel like so I usually go for the more predictable choice when I'm like doing yeah. like guessing I mean I know? just like I have a hard time imagining any of these other shows unseating the crown just like I feel like different mm-hmm. sorts of people would vote for different ones but I have a hard yeah. time imagining any of them getting enough votes to overturn the crown you know what I'm saying yeah these are all such different shows yeah that um so this will this will be interesting to see play out. I feel because I feel like some of these are two very different tastes for very different genres, people. Subgenres. Mm-hmm. We got superhero, yeah. romance, historical fiction, speculative fiction, horror, sci-fi. Pose is like contemporary, right? Pose and This Is Us are both contemporary. Pose is from takes place in like the eighties, nineties. Oh, okay, never mind. So recent period and then contemporary. So those are all pretty yeah. different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it's very, that'll be interesting to see, yeah. I guess. I feel like I, I never, I sometimes like, the other reason I don't like to guess is because I'm usually wrong. Um, yeah, usually like, I'm, I feel like usually there's one I'm rooting for that's a major underdog and I'm rarely, you know, I'm yeah. like, you know, the succession's always going to win. The crown's always Yeah, it's win. like, I love to root for the little guy, but. But I love when I'm surprised. Like, I didn't yeah. think Zendaya was going to win lead actress last oh, yeah, year, but that I didn't was awesome. Either. That was really nice. Yeah. Good for her. That was nice. So um, the last thing we're going to talk about in drama is outstanding writing on a drama series. So those nominees are Misha Green for Lovecraft Country. Um, This episode was called Sundown. 
Ryan Murphy, Steve Canals, Our Lady J, Brad Falchuk, and Janet Mock for the series finale of Pose. Rebecca Sonnenshine for The Boys, um, an episode episode called What I Know. Uh, Peter Morgan for The Crown, the episode was called War. Um, Yalin Chang for The Handmaid's Tale, the episode was called Home. Um, And then two nods for The Mandalorian, we've got Dave Filoni, um, who wrote Chapter 13, The Jedi, and Jon Favreau, who wrote Chapter 16, The Rescue. Um, so we've got two Mandalorians in there with, um, the other ones, which just had that one. That is surprising to, I mean, I haven't seen the Mandalorian, so I can't judge, but I'm like, really? Two of those episodes were both good enough and the crown or handmaids didn't get in two episodes? The awards have been really loving the Mandalorian. Weird. I just, it's hard for me to, I guess I shouldn't, like, I shouldn't judge a book by its cover. It's hard for me to imagine, like disney or star wars or marvel series being that good (laughs) i mean like as someone who has as someone who has watched a lot of marvel movies i think that sometimes their quality depends on who wrote them and who directed them um so i i there's they're definitely not ones to like immediately write off especially because lately they've been getting more experimental with things then i think some of the experimental stuff has paid off um which we'll get to later in limited series uh i just simply so, haven't seen it so i shouldn't judge um yeah i was just i haven't seen that one either. What episode of the handmaid's tale that was because i didn't know the name of the episodes off the top of my head and it's the one where uh june makes serena cry which i enjoyed that part but mm-hmm. um i don't know if i would call it my favorite episode offhand though oh that's the last one okay i was looking at what episode of the crown that was that's the season finale was that which... a good one um i thought the ending fell flat but it was like the for the most part i thought it was good and i don't know what episode of i I think this is the first episode of lovecraft country that is not is nominated yeah that's the first episode that's the pilot okay um so yeah um and i've never seen the boys i saw season one of the boys and it just wasn't for me i wasn't into it i know a lot Mm -hmm. of people really love it but for me, it was just like, okay, it's an edgy take on superheroes. It was just a little too edgy. There are, there are, there are lots of edgy. I feel like there's a couple there of edgy takes lot. on superheroes. I know, and that's why I started Invincible, but I couldn't get into it because I was like, I feel like now I have the same problem with this that I had with the boys. Mm-hmm. It wasn't what I wanted it to be. The other thing, the other issue I had with Invincible is it leads you to believe it's going to be something else. And then it does that, which I was just like, this mm-hmm. wasn't what I was here for. Oh, before we get into comedy, I forgot to say yeah. that there was a rule change for in the acting categories. There was a rule change for submitting to the Emmys this year um, that was trying to be more inclusive for um, gender nonconforming performers. Mm-hmm. So um, basically a nominee or winner of an acting category can just request to be recognized as performer on their nomination certificate and like on their award. But the categories are still reading as actor and actress. Okay. So it's like they so- tried. That's like a pretty meaningless gesture. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like they were like, "Ooh, we'll try and fix this," and then it didn't really. I mean, like they're they're wandering in the correct direction, but like not really going anywhere. Yeah. I think it would be really good and really interesting if they just degendered the awards because you don't yeah. gender anything else. You don't gender directing. You don't gender writing, and we still manage to award people for that. So just make it there can be ten nominees and two winners for leads 
there can be I guess the supporting ones would get really crowded but like there can be maybe 12 nominees or something or or 15 nominees and two winners yeah perhaps they should consult consult someone else for their I yeah I don't know who they're consulting about this but it seems I don't foresee this happening anytime soon because the amount of people this is a way they can like virtue I hate the term virtue signaling uh so I won't use it this is a way they can make a gesture of trying to be mm-hmm. inclusive without actually having to change anything because much as I hate to say it, if they did officially degender the categories, that would get because that's more visible, that would get everybody up in arms. And yeah. Like, They're trying to erase men and women. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, no man. We're just trying to say that everybody, regardless of gender, can be good at acting and there's no reason we have to judge them separately. Yeah. Not it's like, like I don't that's yeah, it's literally the the only categories that are gendered. Yeah. It's why it feels feels silly. I mean, I kind of get it years ago because I feel like men and women got very, very different sorts of parts years ago. Yeah. But nowadays that's not so much the case, which is pretty cool. So I feel like we don't need to judge them separately. Yeah, I don't it Yeah. I don't know who they're consulting. Yeah. Um so now we can move on to comedy, yes. uh, which I feel like Adina and I have both watched <laughs> more of the comedy offerings this year than this year than uh, the drama. Um, also, I watched Ted Lasso yesterday. Um, that is my fun <laughs> fact yesterday. for everyone. Literally yesterday, um, my mom got a free year of Apple TV Plus, and uh, so I like sat on a Roku and I was just like, you know what, I'm Dude, doing my it. My free and- year expired yesterday wow <laughs> is that? i'm probably that gonna pay weird. for it soon though or i guess maybe if you have it in the apartment i don't know we'll get it one way or another in our apartment because yeah. i there's a few i'm annoyed because there's just a few things that i really care about on apple tv and now they've got me i didn't want to have to pay yeah. for it but... did you see schmegadoon i i mean it hasn't come out yet right it's coming it hasn't out, come like, out yet but i was no, wondering yes, if I'm you aware. had seen it i've yes. been aware since it was announced like over a year ago i so for context for anyone who doesn't follow me on twitter um one of my special interests is anytime cecily strong sings on snl i like send out the alarms because i just really enjoy it when she sings i think she's a good singer i think she's a brilliant musical actor and i un- uh, i unironically want to see her lead a Broadway musical but now she is the lead on a musical TV show that's coming out on Apple Plus called Schmigadoon which not only is musical but it sounds like it's going to be a lot of like pastiche and parody of like classical musical theater and I'm really mm-hmm. excited the rest of the cast seems awesome too there's Keegan-Michael Key Kristen Chenoweth definitely other people I was excited about too but Aaron I can't remember right was now. there oh yeah, um, yeah 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 I saw him so I'm very excited uh, for when that comes out yeah, I, I immediately thought of you and then forgot to text you about it. Um, it's okay. I already knew. <laughs> yeah, I, I was sure you did, which is why I was like, oh, she knows. Um, yeah. Anyway, cat- comedy time, um, yeah. our, our favorite place to be this yeah. year, I feel. Now we have um, our outstanding lead actor in a comedy series. Um, we have Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso, Anthony Anderson for Blackish. Michael Douglas for The Kaminsky Method, William H. Macy for Shameless, and Kenan Thompson for Kenan. I like all of these men, and I'm sorry to all of them that are not Jason Sudeikis, because I think we know. (laughs) I think we know he's winning it. 
Honestly, though, all of those other men have probably like a ton of nominations, at least. I don't know how many wins each of them have, but I feel like at least Anthony Anderson, William H. Macy and Keenan Thompson. I know I've seen in nominations a bunch of times. Yeah. Michael Douglas has had a super long career, so I'm sure he's racked things up before. Yeah. Um, I think this is yeah, I think this is Jason Sudeikis's year. Um, also, I have to say that my watch of Ted Lasso has not helped the crush I have on Jason Sudeikis. I think it would give any sane person a crush on Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. I don't think it even matters I, if you're attracted to men in general. I think Ted Lasso transcends sexuality. <laughs> yeah. I allow myself um, one white man to be attracted to at a time because I frankly can't, I don't have time for white men. Um, and Jason Sudeikis is the one for right now. Um, he probably will be for a while. That's a good choice. Um, now we are on to Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series. We have A.D. Bryant for Shrill, Jean Smart for Hacks, Allison Janney for Mom, Kaylee Cuoco for The Flight Attendant, and Tracy Ellis Ross for Blackish. Once again, I love all these ladies, but sorry to all of them that aren't Jean Smart. <laughs> this is really, uh, this is Jean Smart's year. It's I, hers to, I will be shocked if those two awards don't go to Jason Sudeikis and Jean Smart. Mm-hmm. Um, it could happen. There's always some upsets, but I would be shocked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Hacks is great. We talked about Hacks in an episode we recently recorded, but this is going to come out before. Oh, yeah. That. We like Hacks. So, That's all we Hacks have to is say. great. <laughs> yes. Um, everyone watch Hacks. Uh, now we are at Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series stacked category if you ask me uh we've got bowen yang for saturday night live keenan thompson for saturday night live brett goldstein for ted lasso brendan hunt for ted lasso nick muhammad for ted lasso jeremy swift for ted lasso paul reeser for the kaminsky method and carl clements hopkins for hacks my fun fact that I would like to put in here is um, Jeremy Swift, who plays Higgins on Ted Lasso. The only other thing that I have seen him in is Downton Abbey, where he plays Maggie Smith's sassy butler. Um, and so it was very fun to see him in this, too. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I know it will probably go to one of the guys from Ted Lasso. However, mm-hmm. I none of them really so much stood out from the pack for me. So like it's hard yeah. for me to root for any one of them because I feel like they were all just good. I'm pulling for Bowen Yang, I gotta say. I am too. I was going to say and that as well. He, I read I... somewhere that he's the first ever featured player from SNL to be nominated for an Emmy. Mm-hmm. They better yeah. promote him I... to full person, they year, should. whatever they call it. Give Bowen his things. Yeah. Uh, um, He has thanks. been a highlight of the last two seasons for me. Yeah, I yeah I enjoy... Yeah, every, I feel like every, I rarely every root for the SNL people because it's just still strange to me that SNL gets nominated in this category. I almost feel like there should be a separate category for sketch acting because there is a separate category for variety or sketch shows that SNL yeah. gets nominated in. I feel like there almost should be a category for acting that goes with that. Um, yeah. But either way, I'm pulling for Bo and Yang here. Same. Very exciting. Very exciting. And good for um, Keenan with his really nominations. Happy. Yeah. Exciting. Um. And A.D. Bryant also has two, as we're oh, about yes, she to does. see, because now we're moving on to Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series. We've got three SNL people, uh, Kate McKinnon, Cecily Strong, and A.D. Bryant, Rosie Perez for The Flight Attendant, Hannah Einbinder for Hacks, Hannah Waddingham for Ted Lasso, and Juno Temple for Ted Lasso. Who are you rooting for um, here? Um... 
my dark horse is I want Cecily to get it. I mean, yeah, here's the thing. I love Cecily Strong. Like I said, I'm not usually rooting for SNL because it feels weird to me, but I mean, if Cecily, if she was going to get it I just want to give Cecily her things. Yeah, maybe she'll get nominated next year for Schmigadoon, though, um, if it's good. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I definitely feel like Cecily Strong deserves some kind of recognition because I feel like she's been, did she start the same year as Kate McKinnon or was, she was around the same time. They started around the same time. Maybe a couple Uh years before, but I feel like she's been a super solid important core member for that whole same stretch but the one that people usually talk about is Kate McKinnon which is fine she's also wonderful but I feel like Mm -hmm. Cecily needs to get her little due um but that being said I feel like I want it I feel like it ought to go to either Juno Temple or Hannah Waddingham but I can't pick because they're both so good they're both so good on Ted Lasso I feel like it might Uh skew towards Hannah Waddingham because like her role is a little bit yeah I would agree yeah, I would agree with that. Um, um, and I was just going to say, Hannah Einbinder for Hacks. First of all, I'm a little bit surprised to see her nominated because I thought she was, like, good but didn't wow me that much. Um, mm-hmm. So, again, not to knock In the her, later episodes, but, I felt like she – I felt yeah. like in the later episodes when she had, like, you know, a bit more emotional stuff to That's do. Fair. That's fair. Um, yeah. I just feel like – I guess I don't know who else I'm thinking of, but I feel like these categories are usually pretty stacked. But anyway, I was going to say um, – she has a main role. Again, I'm also surprised that she's nominated as supporting. I would call her a lead on that show, um, but I guess they did the thing where they nominated her for supporting so she would have a better shot of getting nominated. Yeah. But if you were talking yeah. about the characters, I would call her arguably the main character over, or her and Deborah would be the two main characters. I, yeah, I feel like they're both like yeah. the same. Um, so it's always funny main. to me when there's clearly two leads and then they put one of them as lead and one of them as supporting, but I know it's a strategy thing. But anyway, what I was going to say yeah. is um, she's born in 1995, which is the same year as me. And um, and she has a lead on an HBO show um, and, and an Emmy nomination and, got, and uh, a lead opposite... Uh, Jean Smart and got to kiss Jean Smart in one episode I'm like truly what the fuck but then when I looked her up um her one of her parents was in the original cast of SNL so I was like okay okay (laughs) (laughs) this is not normal 26 year old things (laughs) ah um yeah, it's I don't like the point where we're at where the actors are really to be yeah. about our age. I, I don't like, care for it. I don't care too for much. it. Again, and I don't mean that to knock her. I don't mean that to knock her. Yeah. I just mean that to make myself feel better. Um, and now we can move on to outstanding comedy series. So the nominees are Blackish, Cobra Kai, Pen 15, Emily in Paris, Hacks, Ted Lasso, The Flight Attendant, and The Kaminsky Method. Um was excited to see Pen15 on here. Yes. I will say, I was super excited. I was about to say, um, we both I love think Pen it's 15. Ted Lasso's to lose. If anyone's going to knock yeah. down Ted Lasso, it's probably going to be Hacks. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I really wish it would be Pen15 because in my opinion, this is all my opinion, um, to me, Pen15 is doing the most innovative thing of any of those comedies yeah. by far. It's doing the most for comedy TV. Um, and so... And it's incredibly artful, incredibly well executed, and hasn't really been given its due. It always gets overshadowed. Yeah. So I'm thrilled mm-hmm. on the one hand that this was kind of a light year so that Pen15 could get this nomination at all. And hopefully that'll get some more attention for it. Um, however, I have no illusions that it's going to win. I would yeah. I would be so thrilled if it did, but I don't have any illusions that it mm-hmm. will. Ted Lasso is probably going to win. And 
I don't begrudge it that because it is a really good show and it's really well done. And it is like, I don't know if I would call it groundbreaking, but it is kind of a breath of fresh air, just the style of humor. Yeah, I would say, I would say that I feel like we are in a time period where most people are really into like dark comedy and that sort of thing. And I feel like because um, Ted Lasso skews away from that, um, I think that people are turning to it um, because it is different than some other offerings that are on right now. And it's very, it's just truly very well executed. It's just really well Mm -hmm. Um, Which is, you know, power to it. I will say, and I enjoyed Hacks. I think I enjoyed Ted Lasso more than Hacks. Um, yeah, I have to say, um, if I had to pick yeah. between those two, I'm picking to like, you know, if I've got to kick one off the Island, I'm kicking off hacks. Sorry. Yeah. Um, do love hacks though, which is, which um, is saying something because hacks is literally all the like check boxes that you would say is like what I would like in TV. Are you Kara smiling? Cause she knows it's true. <laughs> she knows it's true. The main character literally has like almost everything in common with me. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, that's so I guess that's just a testament to like how well done Ted Lasso is. But then again, as I said, I would kick both of them off the island for Pen15. So yeah, <laughs> Pen15 is fun. Um, Emily in Paris is still being nominated for things. Why? I, what is it even about? <laughs> Were there no other comedy shows? Could they not nominate like Shrill or something? Like, yeah, but they nominated AD Bryant for Shrill, but then nothing else. Like, there truly have to have been other... Can they not nominate fucking Never Have I Ever? Like, did these did these people not see Never Have I Ever? Oh, w- wait, when did that come out last year? Was it April? No, it was in, um... Was it April? I oh, rip, like... my bad. It was April. It okay, was April. because I was going to say, I feel like I remember hearing Emmy, potential Emmy buzz for Matrayi Ramakrishnan last year. Okay, so it wasn't eligible this year, and the new season hasn't come out yet. Okay, fine should have gotten nominated we figured it out we figured it out it's just tough it's tough for those shows that come out like very shortly after one eligibility period ends because then by the time the next year awards are happening people there's a recency bias like there is a very recency bias in these awards we have to say like Mm -hmm. you know people forget about the things that they saw almost a year ago and then they're still talking and loving the things that just came out so yeah, which is why I'm glad that Pen15 is on here yeah. because Pen15 like came September. out right at like, yeah. And it was only half the season. That's the other thing. It's supposed to be, season two was supposed to have a second half that released pretty soon after, but it got delayed because of COVID and it still hasn't come out yet. So yeah. they got nominated for half a season, which is, you know, pretty dope. It tells you how good those seven episodes were. Your assignment, anyone who's listening to this is to go watch Pen15 if you haven't. I know it sounds weird. It sounds weird and it doesn't sound like something you're going to enjoy, but please go watch it. Please just give it a chance. You're going to feel a little bit weird about the first episode. Please just keep watching a little bit longer and then it will click. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I feel I feel the same way about it. Um, so yes, and now we can move on to outstanding writing in a comedy series. Um, we have Meredith Scardino for the pilot of Girls 5 Eva which is on Peacock, which I don't have. Um, I'm starting to like get a little annoyed with the streaming services because it's like, I don't have the funds yeah. for so all of you. We've talked you. about this. We're going to go in on Peacock together soon yeah. and we'll watch these. Okay. I want to watch Girls 5 Eva. I want to watch Rutherford Falls. I want to watch We Are Lady Parts. Yeah. Those Same. are the things I want to okay, watch. Okay, great. All right. Well, yeah. 
Um, it's just really expensive to live. And then uh, the other nominees, sorry for my tangent, uh, Luci Lucia and Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky for uh, the, the pilot of Hacks, which is called There Is No Line. Maya Erskine for Pen15, uh, the episode Play. And then uh, Ted Lasso got two nominations. Uh -huh. So the story for Make Rebecca Great Again is by Brendan Hunt and Joe Kelly, and the teleplay was by Jason Sudeikis. Um, and then the pilot also got nominated, which was story by Jason Sudeikis, Bill Lawrence, Brendan Hunt, and Joe Kelly, and then teleplay by Jason Sudeikis and Bill Lawrence. And then one other nomination was Steve Yaki for The Flight Attendant. The episode was called In Case of Emergency. Yeah. Um, I guess out of these ones I've seen, I've seen the Hacks pilot. I thought it was pretty mm -hmm. good. I don't know if I would pick it out of these episodes, though. Um, Pen15, that's actually not the episode that I would have picked out of season two. I mean, it's hard because every single episode of season two has stellar writing. But the ones yeah. I feel like, oh, like the top three that I would have picked would have been Vendi Wakani, the witch episode, um, the sleepover episode, um, which also had the mm. amazing bath scene between Maya and her mom, which was one of the nicest oh, scenes yeah. of television I've ever seen. And also the finale, which is called opening night, not play. I think play is the second to last episode, which was also okay. Okay. Play yeah, was, I was really trying good to remember which one was it's which. It's a super accurate portrayal of theater kids in school. It truly but, is but it the finale is. is the one that really makes me cry so yeah. i'm i suppose i'm rooting for pen 15 just because i want them to take home awards period um out That's, of the two yeah, ted lasso yeah. awards they're both really good but i would probably pick which one is make rebecca great it's again the one i know i watched it yesterday so that in my opinion oh, okay. that one is better than the pilot yes that was a really I, good I episode i have to say um mm -hmm. so if i was gonna pick between those two i would pick the make rebecca great again I yeah. don't know why I feel like I feel like the Ted Lasso pilot's going to win though I don't know why I feel like that but I, I don't know I guess people like the pilots of things in their first season I feel like sometimes people don't watch the whole thing yeah I don't yeah I don't know I have no way of knowing if everyone's watched the things when they're voting for the Emmys um, but I also, I will shout out Pen15 because they actually, for season one, they did get an Emmy nomination for writing as well. So good for oh, them. Cool. Both of their seasons so far, they've carved out nominations for writing. That's so exciting. That's how you know it's actually good. Now we can move on to limited series. Which in most years, I always say like, oh, I don't care about limited series. I don't watch any, but I have seen a few of them this year. Well, I've seen, I've seen two. <laughs> I was about to say, haven't you only seen two? Um, anyway, um, so um, this this will be an interesting uh, year for these, I feel. Um, so we've got some more stacked categories. So we've got um, for Outstanding Limited Series, uh, Mayor of Easttown, I May Destroy You, WandaVision, The Queen's Gambit, and The Underground Railroad. I've seen only I May Destroy You and Mayor of Easttown. Which ones have you seen? I've seen Mayor of Easttown, um, half of I May Destroy You because it's what I'm currently mm -hmm. watching, but I cannot binge it because of the oh, content. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so I watch like maybe two episodes a day. I do believe I, by the time the Emmys air, I'm going to say it now, I will have seen all of these. Mm -hmm. 
because I I will be watching all three of the other ones I have not seen. I just have to say, um, I do want to watch the others. WandaVision is the one Marvel thing that I actually really do want to watch because I think I would really enjoy it based on the premise. Mm-hmm. I, I do want to watch the Underground Railroad. I have no interest in watching The Queen's Gambit. It sounds boring. <laughs> I'm going to see about it because I feel like, I don't know, I just, I don't know. Um, I just want to know what it's about. I like, I know it's about chess. Um, and that sort of thing. I don't but know. I think I, I just got I'd annoyed because wanna... on Twitter, everyone was talking about it for a while, and like just posting pictures of Anya Taylor, Anya Taylor Joy. It's Anya, right? That's how they said it on SNL. Mm-hmm. I was also. Yeah. I really thought it was Anya. Um, I was so shocked. I did too until so- she said it. I not having watched the series, I had only just seen pictures of her on Twitter. A lot of them, <laughs> and so I learned a lot about her from that episode of SNL. Also, her accent threw me for a loop. I don't, yeah. I don't, what kind of accent is it? I don't know. I don't. She's she's like Argentine British something something. Yeah, she traveled around yeah. a lot as a child, which is why it sounds anyway, like that. I have nothing um, against her. I just, I from all the thumbnails I've seen, I'm like this girl just stares at you while she plays chess. I don't know. I'm not into it. <laughs> I feel like I'm glad. I'm really glad to see the I may destroy you here. I'm um, wholeheartedly rooting for that for limited series yeah. overall. Yeah, but it's gonna be tough. I don't like that's pretty darn stacked. That's a lot of things that mm-hmm. generated a lot of buzz this year. I think this is the most yeah. packed category this year, which is rare. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I've never paid this much attention. Like the limited series, because um, since it's like you know not a recurring show, I feel yeah. like sometimes with limited series, I'm not as drawn to them. Um, I guess like. I do like the idea of a limited series in the sense that it's like a slightly longer movie because sometimes I want the world to be like a little more built out in movies. And I feel like maybe that's why I'm drawn to TV more so because it's like slightly longer. So maybe, um, maybe I should pay more attention to limited series slash I will, because that's just how I'm a better TV watcher. just like when I'm interested in the premise Um, or like when everybody's Um, talking about them and I feel like I have to watch them to participate in the conversation, which is why I watched Mare of Easttown. It wasn't for me. Yeah. Like I didn't I didn't hate it, but I just wasn't that in love with it. And I was like, I can see why other people like this, but I don't care that much. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I had a nice time with Mare of Easttown. It it was I feel what did I had just watched before that? It was very different from what I had oh, it was hacks. Um yeah. I had just watched hacks right before. <laughs> One comic <laughs> thread, Jean Smart. Yes, Jean Smart. And she's um, also not it's her year. Yeah. Okay. So um, now we can move on to outstanding lead actor in a limited series or movie. We've got Paul Bettany for WandaVision, Hugh Grant for The Undoing, Ewan McGregor for Halston, Lin-Manuel Miranda for Hamilton, and Leslie Odom Jr. for Hamilton. Hamilton should not be eligible for this awards show. It's not television. <laughs> I'm, I'm so good. Con- I'm confused by this, this was a I performance don't filmed in 2017 of a theater production yeah. that is not a television show Hamilton has enough awards why is this a thing yeah I'm like so confused by this and I also feel as though um I feel as though some of the Hamilton nominations are taking away from like you know the people that could have been nominated in the limited series yeah. that you know actually aired in 2020 yeah which is um, fucking weird to me which is confusing uh whatever, so whatever uh, okay it's Hamilton. um i yeah 
I actually still have never seen Hamilton. So I, mean, I literally say, have not seen. Let's just say, thank God that Hamilton doesn't have any lead parts for women. <laughs> because <laughs> because lead actress in a limited series truly is, I think, the number one most stacked category of the Emmys. Stacked. Yeah. Absolutely stacked. I truly um, so, have no yes. idea who's going to win this. No clue. So here we've got uh, in Outstanding Lead Actress in a Limited Series or Movie, we've got Kate Winslet from Mayor of Easttown, Michaela Cole for I May Destroy You, Anya Taylor-Joy for The Queen's Gambit, Elizabeth Olsen for WandaVision, and Cynthia Erivo for Genius Aretha. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm pulling for Michaela Cole, but I don't know. Like, this is just so super stacked. I could see any of them winning this. Yeah. Um, Anya Taylor-Joy has also been sweeping for Queen's Gambit, yeah. so, like, if she got it, I wouldn't be terribly surprised. But also, Mare of Easttown but was also, not out yet when she was winning other awards. Yeah, but, yeah, so, but now Kate Winslet's here, yeah. so it's like, will she get it? I, <laughs> I have to say, I'm really pulling for I May Destroy You to win series, because I feel like it mm-hmm. clearly deserves that. In the actress category, I could see someone else winning, but I feel like as a series, I May Destroy You brings more uniqueness do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, yeah. I do understand what you're so saying. So that's why I would yeah. definitely give series to I May Destroy You for actors. I can really see the arguments for different people. Yeah. So that'll that'll be an interesting one to watch. Yeah. This is always, this is why these are so fun sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so next up, we've got Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Limited Series or Movie. Um, we have Jean Smart from Mayor of Easttown. Julianne Nicholson for Mayor of Easttown, Catherine Hahn for WandaVision, Philippa Sue for Hamilton, Renee Elise Goldsberry for Hamilton, and Moses Ingram for The Queen's Gambit. I haven't really seen any of these besides Mayor of Easttown, but I feel like this is going to be Catherine Hahn's to lose, just judging by people's reactions to Yeah, yeah, perhaps. I mean, I know people love Jean Smart too, but Mm-hmm. I feel like people really loved Katherine Hahn. Like, I feel like on yeah. Mary Town, people liked Jean Smart, but she wasn't so much of a focal point. But I feel like when I was hearing people talk about WandaVision, as soon as Katherine Hahn was on, that was all I heard about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I did not hear the same buzz for Jean Smart in Mary Town that I did for her in Hex. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think she'll get the one for Hex. I, yeah, don't, I don't know that she I would, would get I would be shocked one. if she didn't win for Hex. yeah um so that'll also be interesting um talented people in there as well so yeah now we've got outstanding supporting actor in a limited series or movie um we have david diggs for hamilton jonathan groff for hamilton anthony ramos for hamilton uh thomas brody sangster for the queen's gambit evan peters for mayor of easttown and papa sciedu for i may destroy you I will say I didn't recognize Evan Peters in Mayor of Easttown at first because his hair was so different from what I'm used to seeing it as. So that was confusing. Um, And then spoiler, but I'm sure everyone's seen Mayor of Easttown by now. I was very sad when he was killed because I wasn't ready for it. Even in his headshot on this site, he has long hair. Yeah. I was like... It was like the first time I feel like I was a little attracted to Evan Peters because his hair just made him look so different. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I don't have any strong feelings about this category. Yeah, this one. Why do I feel like yeah. Diggs Diggs is just going to get it? Uh, okay. Hamilton yeah. was five years. No, it was six years ago that it actually opened. Oh, my God. This it's is okay so for weird us to, to stop talking about Hamilton now. Yeah, we really can yeah 
It's like, cool. It had its moment. Yeah. We've grown. It had a long moment. So yeah, uh, outstanding writing for a limited or anthology series or movie. Um, We have Michaela Cole for I May Destroy You. Brad Inglesby for Mayor of Easttown. Scott Frank for The Queen's Gambit. And then three different WandaVision episodes. Oh, wow. I guess because what WandaVision had going for it was the whole, like, every episode was a little different formula mm-hmm. kind of thing, yeah. right? I haven't seen it, but, like, mm-hmm. I heard about. So that actually yeah, doesn't like, shock me too much. It's like the different genres, uh, like, different different time periods for TV. I feel like in a lot of limited series, the thing is the different, it doesn't really feel like episodes. It just feels like they wrote a seven-hour or ten-hour-long movie and just chopped it up. But mm-hmm. I guess WandaVision was more clearly divided up into episodes that were distinct. Yeah, and they like had a whole room. So uh, it was Chuck Hayward and Peter Cameron. They wrote all new Halloween Spooktacular, which is the one that I heard the most about. I haven't seen it yet, but mm-hmm. that's the one that I feel like I heard the most about that's online. That's the one with the really big Katherine Hahn moment, right? Where she sings a song. I believe so. I um, just saw the memes of it. Yeah. Um, I still haven't heard the song, which I'm glad for because yeah. I didn't want the song to be spoiled for me. Exactly. I wanted to be like, you know, I wanted to like have it in the moment and hear it for the first time. So glad that I haven't heard it yet. Um, oh, wait. So for the yeah. other ones, they just nominate the whole series? It looks like it. Oh, interesting. Because I think that the other ones were all written by the oh, same yeah. person. I guess I guess if it was all written by one person, then you yeah. can. Because um, then, um, then we have Jack Schaefer for... Um, filmed before a live studio audience, and then Laura Donnie for Previously On, and those were the other two WandaVision episodes. So, I don't know. I guess, like, I feel like it might go to one of the WandaVision ones, but I'm, again, I think I'm pulling for Michaela Cole. I am too. I may destroy you, because that was just so... And the reason I would, I just went to look what episode was nominated when I thought it was an episode, because that one also did feel like it was kind of broken up into episodes. Yeah. Um, it Like, it all felt like part of one whole, but it did feel... A little more episodic than some other limited series mm-hmm. yeah so yeah those are the nominations that we are going to talk about today um i had a couple of random thoughts that i was thinking about what uh-huh. so we kind of talked about the should hamilton be allowed uh so yeah. that was like one of my thoughts um specifically because um uh, Small Acts, which came out on Prime Video, had been getting nominated for things, and that was usually in like the limited series uh, yeah. category. And I think that I think that um, Hamilton actually shut out the acting nods for under the Underground Railroad yeah. and Small Acts, which is like, and those yeah. actually came out in the past year. Yeah, that feels wrong to me. Yeah, I'm like. Yeah, I'm still confused by the technicality of this rule. Um, yeah, okay. The other thing, I actually, I tweeted about this last night. To me, I wonder when slash if the Emmys are going to create some sort of ruling about limited series that are limited series, but then they decide to make more seasons, which I understand. It's probably technically impossible to enforce it if they claim they're a limited series and then they end up making another mm-hmm. season. But the reason this came up to me is because I saw like a tweet or like a quote from Kate Winslet that was like, yeah, we're talk- we're in talks about making a season two. They of are? Town. I want it to just be one thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, to me, it felt pretty, it felt it pretty close ended. So I was like, I'm not interested in the season two personally, I, but I know people would fucking watch it. Um, but I'm like that. If you're already having that conversation as it's nominated in the limited series category, that feels like cheating to me. Yeah. I didn't know that. 
that feels like cheating. If you already, I understand it's not a done deal, but it just feels wrong. Like, is this going to become a trend that they just start making limited series with big stars? And then if they want to, they can just make more seasons because Big Little Lies did the same thing. But as I understood it, I don't know if any other show has really done it before Big Little Lies. I don't think so. And when Big Little Lies had season two, they had to compete in the drama series category which fine that Mm -hmm. makes sense but they got to compete their first season in the limited series category which is how they won so many damn awards yeah I don't I'm I'm a little lost on that because I feel like that's that's getting rid then of the thing that I like about a limited series which is just that it's like a slightly longer movie also season two did we learn nothing from season two of big little lies it was bad and didn't need to exist (laughs) okay yeah no it was like pointless in fact um so yeah because guess what the story was already yeah it was based off of a book and (laughs) it ended at the end of the first book then there's only one book but what if we just had people being more traumatized by the stuff that happened in the first part and also Meryl Streep is there which is like nice (laughs) I guess but like um, what is season two of Mare of Easttown gonna be it's like well we're all reacting to like people being dead and like murder and like incest and just Gian Smart has a larger role now (laughs) yeah maybe they probably would uh I don't know yeah um my thought was um In terms of Bridgerton, as someone that has seen all of Bridgerton, I was honestly a little surprised that Reggae Jean Page was the one that got the acting nod, um, because I think that there were some pretty strong supporting performances, and I was also seeing maybe seeing some buzz that Jonathan Bailey or Nicola Coughlin might get nominated in supporting. Um, I do understand that those were stacked categories this year. Stacked, yeah. So. um, But yeah, out of those people, I don't know that I like. I thought that Reggae. Jean did a good job, but I don't know that I would have picked him to be the the person. Uh, but he, but he, it's nice. Yeah. Uh, he, I don't think he will win it because uh, Josh O'Connor's there. Um, what was my other thing? These are really out of order, and I apologize. Um, Lovecraft Country received 18 nominations right on the heels of HBO not renewing it for season two, which is wild. But then in the same week, we've learned that Misha Green has gotten an overall deal at Apple. So, oh, good yeah. For her. So she's she's gonna do great. She's going where she's wanted, I guess. Um, and that's good for yeah. her. Um, so that's exciting. So yeah, um, my other fun fact <laughs> that I should have said earlier, but I'll say it now, is that Ted Lasso has surpassed Glee's record um, of holding uh, the most nominations for a freshman comedy series. Glee originally had nineteen. Ted Lasso got twenty. So. Wow. That's exciting. Which is, I also, after you said that, I just processed that Glee got nominated as a comedy as an hour long, Mm -hmm. which is, I feel like the Golden Globes allows that more so than the Emmys, or maybe not allows, but like, I feel like I've seen hour long comedies nominated at the Golden Globes more so than I've seen them nominated in that category at the Emmys. Yeah, I would agree. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. I also, I feel like there aren't too, too many. There aren't a ton. There are not a ton, but like. I it just it makes me happy when you see them yeah. because I'm like yes we should allow things to be whatever genre they are at whatever length they are and not equate length with genre. Yeah, that's true. Um and then I would say uh the ones with the most nominations these are unsurprising cuz I think that this is a trend at this point. Um The Crown and The yeah. Mandalorian are tied for 24 nominations each. Um oh. 
the Mandal- Mandalorian must have a shit ton of technical awards. Yeah. Um, and then uh, WandaVision got 23 nominations. Um, then Ted Lasso was right behind it with 20. And I forget how many wow. The Handmaid's Tale had, but it was also was many. And then Lovecraft Country had 18. So those were like our big ones. And I would also say yeah. that this is a, a big year for streaming um, out of these. Yeah. I feel like there's only a few network sort of things on this list um so yeah i mean streaming has been dominating awards for the past few years but i think this year it's exacerbated by the fact that i feel like network schedules got more disrupted by covid than streaming schedules did because streaming streaming shows tend to have shorter seasons and they also don't have to film on as much of a rigid schedule Mm -hmm. so they you know not to say they didn't encounter difficulties but i feel like they were able to better adapt to the difficulties presented by COVID. Yeah, so I, this is, this. I think this is a very interesting year because this is the year that was very, fully affected by COVID. Um, so yeah. it, it's going to be interesting to see it play out on yes September 19th. Um, yeah, I just wonder, well, I was going to say, I wonder who's going to win drama. It'll probably just be the crown. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's not a lot that I feel like are truly, like, questionable categories but then again you could see some upsets yeah. you know when it seems like they're sure things that's when you get upset mm-hmm. so that's always fun yeah so it'll be it'll be exciting I think that I feel like I've watched a few actually more of these this year than I did last year I did a terrible job at watching things last year and somehow yeah. I'm still woefully behind I will try and catch up on some more of the them yeah before the awards happen it's not till September yeah. right like they usually are in September okay Oh my god, we'll be together. Yeah. We can watch it yes. together. We'll have a little Emmys party. Yes. Um, yeah. So uh this was our little impromptu bonus episode. Um and send us send us your thoughts of like, you know, who do you think was snubbed, if anyone? Like what are you mad about not getting acknowledged and who are you rooting for? Yeah. It's all it's so interesting. I feel like some people have some very strong opinions about these things. And I feel like I'm just like, wherever the wind takes them, I guess, because I feel I just don't really have faith in the voting people to vote for the interesting things. I feel Um, like maybe should we talk about like, maybe I'm putting us on the spot and we won't be able to think of them. But should we mention a few of our favorite shows from this year that just were not nominated? Just to shout them out. (laughs) <laughs> Kara's looking at me like how am I supposed to think of shows no it's always every time someone says that I'm like what the fuck have I been watching um well, I'm just gonna pull up my list of all my shows that I watch well the, honestly the one that was just in my head was Julia and the Phantoms but that because... no that that is nominated in the daytime Emmys oh oh okay I didn't see I don't understand the distinction between daytime and primetime for streaming shows I don't either but I know but it got daytime Emmy nominations so okay good for them um like what else have we watched adina oh mythic quest i actually i saw mythic quest in like the talks for some of the comedy nominations and it didn't get any which Mm -hmm. makes me sad i think mythic quest is actually quite good and i would have given it i would have tried to fit it in some of these categories some of these comedy categories instead of some of the ted lasso people honestly i thought rutherford Um, falls not that i've seen it i thought that might get some but i didn't really i didn't see it i think not enough people have seen like peacock man Peacock? Who who has time or money for Peacock? I also don't think Peacock does the best job of advertising their things. Um, yeah. Because, like, I, f- I feel like if you're not 
where have you heard about these shows if you're not on Twitter? Because that's where I hear about these is the thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I could mention any three of those shows I want to see on Peacock to my family and they would be like, I've never heard of that. Um, Well, I wonder where my dad had heard about We Are Lady Parts because he said he wanted to watch that. Now I have to ask him. He's not on Twitter. Yeah, okay, yeah. I would say Mythic Quest is the big show that I feel like I was hoping slash expecting to see it sneak in. Like, I knew comedy was going to be competitive this year, but I was hoping to see it sneak in there. Yeah. Um, the um, ones that the ones that I got excited about are all on here. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that nice uh, for you? And then, but then, like, a couple of the other shows that I've been anticipating this year, like, just started. Um, yeah. Or, like, are, like Never yeah. Have I Ever is coming I mean, out same. tomorrow. Um so you know yeah and I've been watching Kevin can fuck himself which just started and definitely was not eligible for this mm-hmm. year um I'm excited for Schmigadoon I'm excited for the chair oh yeah on Netflix with Sandra so oh, that's coming in August mm-hmm. I think I'm um, very excited for TV this this that's coming soon just all the TV yeah. we're in a good time of yeah TV. so yeah um how do we do an outro for this? <laughs> uh, um, thanks for listening. Send us your thoughts. We will have another episode coming out soon. Wednesday. Are you posting this this weekend? We'll have our next episode, our normal episode, po- coming on Wednesday with the nanny. And um, thanks for listening. We hope we helped you oh. <laughs> clear oh, out. And follow Can us. you tell I don't normally do the outro? <laughs> And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at InMyQPod. That was the other thing that's in there. Yep. This is not a good outro. It's Wednesday night. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye.